discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Keep your mouth. Tell anybody, keep your mouth. And when I say keep your mouth, I'm not just talking about situations that has to do with just your living. I'm also talking about discussing men of God. It is one of the useless things to do. Look, you didn't, the only way, you see, Dr. George can discuss Pastor T. Because he is giving charge over him. You cannot discuss the one who is in charge of you. Because you didn't call him number one. The one who called him is the one who has the charge to discuss the matter. Are you getting my point? Discussing men of God. I'm not even talking of bishop alone. I'm talking of other pastors, men of God. Look, one of the things you should do in this your life, eh? When you go on YouTube, man of God cheats with them. Delete it. Click it. In fact, can I put a, a story to you right now? Anybody that ever puts a man of God on blast, on friend, delete the person. Because can I tell you something? In dishonor, no one starts out deliberately to dishonor. They listen to the language of dishonor and they become dishonorable themselves. What is the language of dishonor? When you are listening to anybody talk, one of the first things to measure whether they are worth being around you or not is whether they have the language of honor in their voice. How do they talk about their pastors? How do they talk about their... You are dating someone and say, you know, this pastor, pastor, pastor thing, I'm not sure. This man of God or man of... Hey, and you think you can date such a man. If a man cannot honor another man, he will abuse you. One of the safeties of women is that a man is undercovering. Because a man is sad that nobody can command him. So if you have a man who says, this is my pastor, when he tells me jump, I jump. It tells you something has happened to that man. He's broken. Because men have ego. No one can control them. And what betides you? Dating a guy who is not controlled by another man. Please. Oh, hold you like this. At the power. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> you will say, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody to call. There is nobody to call. I've seen some before. Men who don't have covering, they abuse their wives. Oh, Am I speaking to somebody today? I don't see why you should. I don't watch CNN because they don't have a language of honor. They speak against pastors. They mock it. I don't, don't, don't work in the field of the fatherland. Anybody who doesn't have honor in his voice, you are not my friend. We will not be close like that. It's period. Because you don't honor what I honor. No, 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 no. Men of God are fake thieves. I know when I enter a banter, we'll fight. Because what you are saying, there's no sense in it. No. They eat. I said, so that, look, 
the shrine that you send the goat, the cow, the, sometimes you can say the Jujuma just wants to do fried rice. Like, like bring a sack of rice, bring chicken, bring eggs, bring onion, and you are sending it. Nothing does for you. Once a while, when, do you know what, what they do to you? They will mention impossible things. Yeah. The, the tail of a, of, a, of a mosquito. Like, what? Well, how do you do that accession? And also, oh, 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 uh, baba, uh, uh, sir, uh, 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 boss, uh, uh, how can I get it? So if you can't get it, I can get it. Give me 550000 and you give it. The heart of an ant. <laughs> and you give it. I'm sure the day you'll be able to bring the heart of an ant. Do you know what I say? Ah, you are wicked. <laughs> so you couldn't give it. <laughs> He's not going to use that. But they will just mention ridiculous things. So that you are moved to the place where you pay. There is no homo that any deity from the, the sea, Jamestown, that I don't, you see dwarfs walking. Ooh, 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 ooh. No, you will see a cat, you will see a goat, you will see a dog eating the popo. Yeah, they'll say it's the spirit eating it. Well, I came to announce to you when you saw a seed in a man of God's life, and I'm also buying fried rice, it's a spirit eating. I'm also a spirit, I'm eating it. I just told you that no money goes into the spirit realm. So there's nobody who give to any entity who is supposed to breach the realm of the spirit. That will move to the other side. It's here. It's in this realm. You work with people who dishonor. So since then, you are struggling to pay tight. That's why your life has become so tight. Bavicious. You can't breathe. You're not paying tight because you went... Oh, I will not. I will not. That which our eyes have seen. It's so, it's so, excuse me to say, use this harsh word. It's so foolish that something that worked for you, somebody found a way to lie to you. And since that day, you decided to advise yourself. And you have to ask a simple question. Have ye any proof that when you don't pay tight, you'll be richer? Go check everyone that has spoken against tight. They are struggling financially. I need people with proof to obey what they say. Go and people who are speaking against pastors are depressed. Yet they are telling you, avoid this man of God. And you find it wise enough to follow a man without proof. The life is only one. One life jam. Remember? One life to live. One life to live. One. Don't waste it over useless things. And people who have no honor, the moment you start mocking God, you are no more my friend. Oh, God Himself said it. He said, There are people that deny the power of God from such flee. So there are some people God Himself said, Yeah, Aka. God gives you sanction to behave malice with them. You and I, we are not like that. You cannot mock my God. It doesn't make sense. Because chances are that the spirits around you, they can affect me. Somebody speaking against God. When I'm with you, judgment can come on you. Jehoshaphat's problem was that he was hanging around with Ahab. And Ahab was under judgment. Somebody was about to spear him. And realized it was not him. So when you hang around people who are under God's sentence, you're in trouble. Don't hang around people like that. Your friend is a girl who is having, she's cheating on. (laughs) Merci, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Please, from today, learn not to speak. Look, 
learn not to speak about brothers, speak about men of God, speak about spiritual matters that are not your business. You, you've not finished reading Bible. <laughs> you have not even finished reading a single book since you became a Christian, yet you have energy to gossip. <laughs> Let me tell you something today. Gossip is the undoer of destiny. Anytime you engage in gossip, you are undoing your destiny. It's like you are unlace, unlacing a shoe. Stop gossiping. Stop it. What is your business? And it is a proof that you are not interceding. Because anything you pray for and anyone you pray for, you will hardly talk against. Because you will feel ashamed that, ah, so I'm praying for this guy to do well in life and he's not doing well in life. What energy will I have to gossip? Because your fellow is also my fellow. But if I'm praying for you, the Lord, I'm not there. Lord, give them a better job. Lord, give them a better marriage. That prayer is my intercession for you. There's no way I'll gossip about you. Because my, my gossip is my intercession. Gossip is that on it to undo destiny, and the Bible says in, in go back there, go back there. What do you say in First uh, Peter three ten? See what he says. Aha, he that has learned to what? First Peter three ten. What do I say quickly? He should let he refrain. The word refrain is power posh. It means that the moment somebody is talking about somebody and you know it's not going well, you can feel it inside. No, I love. I know. Once you are born again, you feel it. You, you are talking about somebody, and as you are talking, you are uneasy. One of the things that breaks the spirit and communicates your level in the spirit is the, 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 the mundaneness of the thought that says, Hey, so supposing she hears that I'm saying this, how will I defend myself? God couldn't get you in the spirit by the impulse, so you have to bring it to reason through social conduct. That if your friend hears that you are saying this about her behind your back, how will it be? So, after all the gossip you did. You realize that the way it's going, you're afraid. So you tell your friend that when you get home, um, um, hmm, hi, hi. Yeah, you see, the thing I told you about this girl, I beg, I beg, I beg. No tell her. No tell her. <laughs> hey, anybody who tells you don't tell somebody something they told you, they are a suspect character. Oh, you have lost my respect. Please, this one, don't tell anybody. That's the day I realized you lied. Because, you see, God couldn't appeal to your spirit when you were talking. So it's when you get home, it now dawns on you. If this person hears the ye, tell you to not be fresh ground. That tells you something very serious. That whilst you were talking, if you only listen to the inner man, you will hear the voice pause. Don't go there. Don't go there. Because there's no point telling somebody's error. Tell you that guy and this girl, they are doing something. You, you watch them, watch them. They ask you are in service. It's a way to focus on the message. You are spying. Mm. Oh boy. You focus. You are sending text to your friend. Oh boy, it be like true. It true. The way the girl laugh. Ha 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 ha. Catch up. Something's happened. The whole service. You have become Sherlock Holmes, spying out somebody's liberty. What is it to you? The God who sees them is he not the one who judge them? Whatever they do in the in the clothes. When someone become pregnant, don't we see it in the open? It's not a business. Leave them. You have too much in your eyes. In fact, the reason you are even seeing that somebody is doing something is because you have been doing it in your heart. You just not got the chance. Mm. You are doing things in your heart. And you are the one doing it. It's the same. But Jesus said, before you, on, in, before you even touch a woman, as you do it in your head, you have sinned. It's the same as doing the physical thing. So some of you, you are, you, are, you are physical virgins but mental adulterers. You have committed adultery uh, in your head. You have undressed people, x-ray machine. 
as the person was, <laughs> this girl, uh, Jesus Christ, making no for my life. Hey, that, that, you, are, you are saying it in your head. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Keep your mouth. Keep your mouth. One day, Ken Higgins said, he was in a meeting and they were discussing a man of God. And he joined the discussion. And he was not saying anything. He was just saying, hmm, it's true. Mm-hmm. Wow, amazing. He said, Jesus appeared in his room like a son and gave him warning. He said, how dare you talk about my servant? He said, Lord, what? He said, how dare you? He said, you don't know what he has been through. Regina also had a friend who had been divorced. And he was, ah, he was, this guy is not working as Christ at all. What's for? And God appeared to him and said, who told you he's not working like me? And he said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, he just divorced. Look up. He said, you have no idea. He is working in love more than you. Hmm. And I said, how do you mean, Lord? He said, you see, your wife is easy to love. His wife is difficult to love. So he said, he, before the divorce happened, he used more than, he used more than the love I made available to him to love that woman. But you, your wife, because she's easygoing, nice, she doesn't give you a problem, you've just used four portions of the love I gave you. Out of the ten, you have used only four. So it means that sometimes you think you are doing well. Sometimes because of the kind of woman you have, she doesn't give you problems. Let's jump, she'll jump. Let's lie down, lie down. Oh, be my sister. Okay. Pretend to be my girlfriend. Okay. Cool. No argument. Not domestically humble. See, this one is not from the Holy Ghost. It's do- naturally oyeboko. Soft and cool like ice water. Like, no talking. Anything. I'm okay. A little effort is enough for this lady. There are others. Oh, yeah. You will put knife to your throat and you say, I will die for you. And you will hear her say from her mouth, kill yourself. Prove it. <laughs> I'm demonstrating. He said, I want to see that you can really die. It's not enough. These two women. <laughs> That's why sometimes when you see somebody fighting in this marriage, shut up. One of the things I've learned as a marriage counselor and a pastor is, you can answer the pastor. Sometimes you can counsel people's marriages. Uh, by the time you enter your own, there's a fight to start. Because the spirit says, eh, you want to help people. We'll make your own. Yeah, you all of a sudden like, ah, where is this coming from? Then the Holy Ghost, you are helping somebody's own. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sure. Sometimes you can be counseling somebody as you are talking. It does on you that, mm, you know all this? <laughs> and you have not used it yet? The theory is nice. So, you know, you have to love your wife in spite of everything. And your wife step on your toe like, hey! The next time you say, you know, love your wife. You know, usually women would do things and as you are talking, they can't, they don't, they, the people you are counseling don't understand. You just do, hmm. <laughs> you have remembered. <laughs> that the thing you are giving advice for, you didn't use it. <laughs> Keep your mouth. You have no business talking about people. But you see, it's true that we are human beings and will not discuss cassava. When two human beings meet and they are talking about yam, there's a problem. Like three hours. Ah, have you seen the yam in town? Whoa. It's very, you know, abobo, abobo. There's a problem. So because we are human beings, definitely we'll talk about human beings. But that what I'm saying. Make sure that if I'm going to talk about bishop, the things I'll say about bishop are the things I can say when bishop is there. Mm. 
I'm going to talk about my sister. This guy did something that was so annoying. Look, look, he's, he's, as an, when the person starts talking, he says, but I like his shoes. You, that can provoke the gossip. You rather go. I like his dress. He dresses so. But say, I'm telling you what I said. So, why he looks nice. So, we are talking about you. But we are speaking that which provokes life. And does not sentence us. We are refraining. But if we can't refrain, we make it positive declarations. Jesus saw Peter, who was shaking with the reed. He called him stable as a rock. You are stable. You are stable. Keep your mouth. When people provoke you to come in, have you seen what this guy did? I don't like it at all. They say, hey, that's what he said. Okay, let's begin to pray. Brother, uh, you said what did he say? He said this about this. Okay, since you know what he said, can you lead us in a time of prayer? Let's intercede. That will be the last time. Stop being an Absalom. The reason people keep reporting people to you is because there is something about you that wants it. You see, in the spirit, nothing happens by mistake. If tragedy keeps repeating, there's something you are also constantly repeating. If gossip keeps coming to you, that means there's something about you that keeps entertaining it. Even if you don't do it physically, because it's a spiritual protocol, Satan knows you do it, even if you pretend in front of the person telling you. No, no, don't talk about him like that. But you go to your room and say, ah, this person said it. It's true. The next time you forget yourself, this person did this to me, and even this sister also said they did the same thing. The reason you received it is the reason why next week you'll come and gossip with another person too. There's one thing you struggle to tell me is gossip. Me. Many years ago, some people were in Pastor Bishop's church in Kumasi when we were coming. And they came to him. And another bishop had a meeting and they called them out, two ladies, and they blasted us. I said, uh huh. They blasted you. Uh-huh. What did you do? He said, Bishop said, I said, yes, you deserve it. I'll call him again to do it again. <laughs> the people lost favor with me. They left my life. Because I cannot know a man for 30 years and you, your one month of knowing will change my... You see, it is a foolish spirit that is in this generation where we don't measure years. I've known somebody for 30 years. I know you for two years. And you think what you say is higher than what I've known? This generation lacks loyalty. There's nothing you say about my parents, my siblings, my brothers in the Lord that will change how I see them. I've known them more than I've known you. I've not agreed to what you are saying, not because I don't know it, but I've decided to see them in the light they ought to be so that we operate well. So I'm never going to join you. No, you can't. You're going to tell me about Bishop? You're in trouble. Bishop? Huh? You'll find out. Oh, some people have left Ephesus and they have joined. Hello? Go. Hello? I called Bishop. Bishop, some people want to be in your ministry. Hello, sir. Please, can you answer? Recently, we had a. I called him about a matter. One of my boys went to Kumasi, was doing a crusade, said, Daddy, we want to do a crusade. We'll do altar call. And after that, it was a whole week. So after the altar call, which, which, I said, I sent them to Love Economy. Call Pastor Kobe, let them go. So I, I told Bishop, Bishop, please, somebody wants to do altar call. It's not now come to say, um, mm, uh, uh, hmm, let me start a fellowship. <laughs> not wise. God knew those souls would come at this time. And God knew that they would come at the time you don't have a branch to host them. And in any case, if I even have a branch, and I feel that, I mean, there are some people when I even see them in church, I wish they come to love economy. <laughs> because prophet has not got a system where you can rap. So if you are a rapper, but you are in Ephesus, it, you struggle. 
Are you understanding? Yeah. So when you come, yo, 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 yeah, it's cool. I'm cool with that. Because Pastor and I we used to rap and sing. Yeah. yeah. So it's there. You understand? Uh-huh. But the expression is not available now. So if I see you at one, I say, do you know something? You can't stand. Sometimes I can't even ask these people who follow me. Hello, are you tired? Do you want to go to another church? They're like, prophet, where are we going? I say, oh, no, feel free. Anytime you want to leave, tell me. Go. Because you see, long ago I learned a lesson. Me, I'm following Jesus. So. It's by mistake that some people are following us. <laughs> it's not planned at all. So this thing that you see as you are not helping anybody, you are helping yourself. Because where we are going, the church, if you see how God blesses us, you realize that it's irrespective of the people in church. You see somebody who come to you, man of God, the Lord says, I should sow a seed in your life. And when you open, you wonder whether it was the Lord or there's a devil. Like you don't know who was asking you to sow. Because when you open the envelope, you are shocked. Is this the Lord? Man of God, one once you did that, death, you're like, how did the Lord tell you to sow such a thing? <laughs> and right now, because of E-Levy, a lot of you can sow big seeds. E-Levy can take two CD, five CD, 23 CD. That 23 CD you want to give God, E-Levy will collect it. Do you understand? Keep your mouth. Tell your neighbor, keep your mouth. Say, keep your mouth. If you know what your, fat, your pastors are fighting, you will not talk. Judgment is not given to us. First Corinthians chapter 4, the verse number 5. Judgment is not given to us. He said, judge nothing till the Lord comes. He shall manifest all things. So, judgment is not given to a Christian. You are not in the position to judge any man. Not in the position. So, keep your mouth. It's not your business. Keep your mouth. I know your father has abused you. I know your mother didn't treat you well. Keep your mouth. They are doing it according to, like I said, the knowledge they have. If you had the knowledge they had, chances are that you'll do worse. Some of your parents, no one showed them love. Don't expect them to give you love. You cannot give love you have not received. Hmm? Am I preaching? Some of you are waiting for your mothers to change. They will not change. Oh no. That's the love they've known. 50 something years. Is it because you said, I don't feel love? So say, oh my daughter. No. How they love is how they will love you. But you have to be smart enough. That's why I love Jesus. He will never judge you beyond the revelation and circumstance around you. It means, recently, you know, um, someone was telling us a story of a Pakistani. I don't know if it's Pakistani, but I said the person came to UN with a booker. And when you saw the person, he said, please pray for me. He said, ah. He thought he was a Muslim. And he said, oh, uh, my country is Muslim, but my husband and I, she's an ambassador of her country. We are Christians. But they dress like Muslims. When he said I shook my I've told them before in church that there are people who do Allah Wakba in Pakistan. But after the posture, they are not doing Allah Wakba. They are bending like they are doing Allah Wakba, but between their ties is a Bible. And they are preaching scriptures. It's all Lucas think is a mox. But it's a church. You cannot judge. You don't know circumstance. You don't. Someone is acting gayish. Like, yeah, is that if you knew how somebody abused them at five, six years old, that's why that thing has entered them. You will know that no one chose this thing. They cry, they are not happy. And no, 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 take your time. Take your time. It's not your business to judge. God can be the best judge. That means that anytime you are passing sentence, the Holy Ghost must have given you instruction. That's the only time you can judge as a child of God. So it means that in praising and condemning, Jesus must speak first. 
A lot of you are quick to praise people, then they disappoint you. Even in praising, take your time. Some people, they die at praise. Oh, can we see our sister? She's doing so well. That's the end. The well is finished. <laughs> the well is empty. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody? Are you being blessed at all? This is a prophetic meeting. It's a special gathering. Amen? So you can remember. That's why God has given us heat. Say so the day Prophet Eden was preaching, it was very hot. And it became hotter. Hallelujah. Very important that you understand the power of words. The power of words. The power of words. Don't judge. Your leader's failure is your test. Noah was naked. God didn't say, you deserve to be laughed at. God rather said, for laughing, what Noah said over Canaan will happen. Every time you see a leader fail, it is the test. For instance, somebody asked me, man of God, a pastor, what do you make about this whole issue about tongues, monosyllabic tongues? What uh, Archbishop said, what Dr. Otabel said, I said, I have nothing to say. He said, are you sure? I said, yes. That Sunday, I have not addressed it once. Ask them. I don't have that time. I'm not even going to mind anybody. I hold my mic at Tudibi Pire. What has been working for me is what I stick to. Until God gives me further light, I have no business addressing. Because sometimes when you even see the people who said it, you see, preaching is so funny that sometimes you can even say a thing you didn't mean it like that. By the time they ask you, ah, I thought you, no, sometimes there's a way you say a thing, you didn't mean it like that. So let's not be quick to judge. Amen? I said, Amen? Are you here? Don't be quick to judge. Don't be quick to judge. Because when a leader fails, it's a test for you. When a leader fails, it's a test for you. Anytime you criticize a leader, you multiply the experience of that failure in your life. If you see somebody fall, you talk about it, you fall soon. You false. Don't go that way. It's not your business. Paul said these things should not be mentioned amongst you. Why? The more you talk about it, the more it multiplies in your midst. So gossip multiplies evil. Gossip multiplies evil in our midst. The less we talk about it, the more it dies out. Every ministry you go to that say, Don't fornicate. Then girls say you are fornicating. The people will do more. They do it. People are doing things. So. From nuns to fathers. Hey. hey. Let me preach my message. Eh? Thou shalt not judge. Thou shalt not judge. Anytime you speak wrongly about somebody, Satan enters that conversation. Anytime there's a wrong, evil communication, the devil shows up. And maturity is managed at the level of communication. If you want to see how mature somebody is, listen to the things they talk about, complain about, and react to. That's how you measure maturity. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, 1 Corinthians 13, 9 to 11. I taught as a child, I understood as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. So the proof that you are still a child is the way you are talking and what you are talking about. Praise the Lord. Number two, be in the right company. Be in the right company. Say the right company. Is somebody here? Yeah. The right company. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, that many have forsaken the assembling. 
the word that was used there was like a certain organism or like a car assembling plant. When we come to church, Hebrews 10.25, when we come to church like this, many of you don't realize it's an assemblage. So we are sitting apart, but we are assembled as a body. We are assembled as what? A body. So the right company is necessary for the manifestation of God's power in your life. How God created man was in the dimension of fellowship. What it meant was that God used fellowship to make man. Let us make man. It means that if it is fellowship that drove the energy by which man came into existence, then it is fellowship that keeps man in his existence. That's why we say no man is an island. The reason why man was created a social creature was that unlike the trees, unlike the creatures where God just spoke, man had to be created by a social gathering of the Godhead. The gods met the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Let us make man. So the conference that made man man is the same strength that makes man man. So you are designed to be in company. I was doing a study on, you know, the, like I said, because I did a little bit of psychology, I, I read on behavioral psychology, and I realized something about even American, um, the, the American society and the reason why they like pornography and masturbation and all that. And one of the things the psychologist said was that the American society has a problem with social touch. So in America, you know the way in Ghana, you can hold someone in a church you don't know, hello, hi, hug. In America, you don't hug strangers like that. Like, no. <laughs> in fact, there's a place you can't even stand in front of a foreigner. You say you are in space. Like, you, are, you, are, you know, there's a way you can stand from, like, ah, you want to enter the person, like, <laughs> the person is like, wait, hey, where are you going? Like, the person is right in your face. You can't do that in certain countries. And he said, the reason for that is, the doctors will tell you, there's something in your body called serotonin. And serotonin and dopamine, these are powerful chemicals that are in charge for excitement and all that. Now, dopamine is released at touch. So apparently, sir, there's a level of hug that releases dopamine that destroys the bridge of somebody trying to touch themselves. Hey, can I preach my message? Can I preach it? Amen. What I'm trying to say is, this even the maths and the psychology and the science of it, I'm trying to make your point that there is a company God has designed for you. And the company is like your spiritual buffer. You know, it is the environment that can make you thrive. It is a realm where you can be your best. Some of you, your best was when you were on campus and you had roommates. Since then, you have not discovered yourself again. Because you were designed to be in company. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, when they beat the disciples, I think from 23, they beat them. They went to join their own company. And they were in the church. But what it was trying to say was that there is a company in church that can endure affliction and they will not complain. So as we are sitting here, we don't intend to have companies. But there are certain companies that can understand what we are going through. Yeah, they joined their own company and reported all that was done to the chief. So it means that we are in church. Some people, they like to pray on the park. Pastor has not called for a fast, but they are praying. By the time you go to their room, they are listening to tapes. Tape in the morning, tape in the afternoon, tape in the... There are others, when you go to their room, the same church, they are listening to all sorts of songs. They are watching all sorts of things. So when you are a Christian, we are all our economy members, wisdom should tell you that I love you as a brother, but I can choose my friend. Yes, that's all. I don't company with you. 
I can't company with you because you are off the tenants. So I'd rather stick to somebody who is praying, who is outliving the things that are being taught in church. Because the more I stick with such a company, the more I become, and it becomes easy for me to replicate. Because nothing is preventing my bearing fruit. Choose your company. Love all men, but choose your friends. The Bible didn't say love fools. And let those fools also be your friends. I love you, but you are too foolish to walk with me. Tell you. <laughs> oh. A lot of times we go like, oh, but we are in the same church and the person came to visit me. No, 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 no. no. If you realize their company tenants, the valuation of the way they see things is not according to what is being taught in church. Well, I'm not going to entertain in my house. Because the guy had you a certain way and said, I would like to visit you. And you know what he's trying to tell you. Don't let him come home. Don't say, but we are all in the church. So I thought that if I'll be, no, be rude. I love you, brother, <laughs> but I can't work with you. No, 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 no. I can't. Pastor, say your mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So they had their own company. Say their own company. Say their own company. And this company is also beyond just we in church. It also talks about the tribe God places us in. Love economy is a tribe God has placed you in. The mistake a lot of you are doing is that there's nothing wrong with Joshua Selman. There's nothing wrong with, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, Pastor Chris Oyakilome. There's nothing wrong with Bishop Dad. But you see, Bishop Oti is digesting all those information for you. Some of you want to eat what he eats. Mm. You are eating what your father. Hey, Jesus! Now, so <laughs> oh, Bishop, because Bishop follows Bishop Dark. I'm also going to listen to the tape. Bishop has hey, and whilst Bishop is also preaching, I know that message. I, I know that book. He's preaching from Bishop Dark's book. Those who live, those who remember. But, hey, you, you you don't understand this thing we are talking about. An eagle can see. One day I was watching National Geographic, and I saw a young cub trying to eat a deer. The deer was not running. The deer was dead. But the cap could not eat the deer. Because to even perforate the height of the deer, the cap needs a larger teeth. So the meat can even be before you. The revelation of GW Atta can be before you, but you don't have the teeth to bite it. So this thing is not about you are going to source. The only time, I, 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 I wish God would, oh, God should open our spirit. Because when God opens your spirit, you understand that when the father says, go and buy that book, the word go is the door that opens for you to bite that thing and it will work. If he has not recommended it, you will read it till Jesus comes and you will not see what your father saw. That's true. That's true. Your company, you can't make streams. I know men of God, I know bishops, I know prophets, I don't go everywhere. Because if I mix my stream, there will be a problem. Something will go off. I met a prophet one time who told me, he said, to follow me and for me to mentor you. I was in university at the time. He said, for me to mentor you, you should be able to sleep with a girl. And after sleeping and ministering to a girl, you can come and minister to God's people and nothing is wrong. So there are prophets who dirty their garment. So while they are prophesying, they will tell some sisters after service, take my number. We'll talk about something. And from that day on, he'll be harassing your life. A brother of ours in a certain region hosted a foreign Zimbabwean prophet. He came over and no, no, he wanted to chew his wife. His wife. 
He was taking pictures of his manhood, a prophet, and sending it to the man of God who hosted him's wife. You don't like peace. When we stand here, we are not doing 0244. You don't like it. You like the one that an angel will tell you that because he's a human being, he wanted to prove to you that he has feelings. <laughs> we don't like peace. Don't mix your company. One of the things that destroys Christian maturity is company mixture. Defenders don't train with goalkeepers. Yet it's the same team. The day of the match, everybody had different training. But in a certain way, according to God's pattern, they play as a team. So God knows why you are here. Don't be here. And when Bishop preaches, you want more meat. So you go online, go for some Nigerian men of God and go for deeper things. Do you know what you are doing? If you only had eyes in the spirit, you know you are mixing waters. It will contaminate your progress. We have mentors here and I in certain areas. But 90% of the food we eat is Dr. George. Even that one is because of our stage in God now. That's why God has allowed us to have mentors. Because we didn't start our Christian life. 15, 16 years of following Dr. George, we didn't start with the prophets and the bishops we know in our life. They were there. But it was until we came of age, after 15, 13, 12 years of following our father and eating his food, God said, now you can understand the positions of your fathers. At bishop's consecration, you remember, he mentioned Dr. George, my father in the Lord. There is no ambiguity to it. So Bishop Dark is aware of Dr. George. Don't mix your stream. There's no point going online to watch all sorts of strange charlatan prophets. Tuesday, you go for a prayer at a Kaswa prophetic meeting. I prophesy to somebody. And you are paying for oil. And Sunday, you come and sit in Love Economy Church and you think you'll be okay. You are mixing spirits. You'll be confused in life. A friend tells you that you are delaying marriage. Uh, a certain pastor preached a message on seven things to do at midnight. So why don't you listen to it? I'm telling you, if you send me a video that is not connected to my stream, I discard it. I will not watch it. I'm telling you the gospel truth. God is my witness. Because it's a serious matter. There is a company God has arranged for you to work for you. And the painful part is in the story of Uriah. When your company is not there, you will be killed. Because God was angry at David. Because you see, I, you have broken the protocol I want to teach these people. Joab received the letter. He said, everybody in Uriah's company, back off. That act alone disappropriated God's pattern that you fight with your company. And God was not happy. So it's not just about, don't worry the way God judged David. He said, you caused Uriah to fight alone at battlefront. The issue was not the way he died, the dying you. It's the way he died that angered God. Because you, you programmed something that was even in a, against my principle that brothers fight hand in hand. But because you wanted to kill a man, you said all the brothers should not join him. So only Uriah was at the hottest part of the battle. Joab was not there. Abishai was not there. The Takumite was not there. And only Uriah was fighting. God was angered. God has given you a battle strategy with your company. Aaron was God's original intention to be Moses' assistant. He said, Aaron shall be your mouthpiece. Yet we don't know how Aaron left Egypt. You know, there's no record when Moses was leaving Egypt. He left with Aaron. He came alone. Went to see Zipporah. Married in the house of Midian. Aaron was not there. 
But all of a sudden, when Moses meets God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, chapter 4, Aaron shall be your mouthpiece. Where did he come from? Did he break alone out of slavery? But he's in the wilderness. How did he find Moses? He will be your mouthpiece. But he's the other brother. So not only mouthpiece, mouthpiece, he wanted to control matters. Because once upon a time, it was called the rod of God. Then became the rod of Moses. Then when he entered his hand, when the name changed, he affected his heart, the rod of Aaron. So when Moses was nowhere, the people said, find us another God. Aaron said, since you followed Moses, who gave you Jehovah? I, I will give you a golden calf. He should have rather said, let's wait for the owner. It was in his heart. Jonathan was supposed to be the Joab of David. But he said, I'm doing family errands. I'll be back. He was mixing streams. He was joining the camp of Saul because of family ties. And was following David because of prophetic ties. And in one trip, helping the tie God has not arranged, he died. So Jonathan was supposed to be David's right hand man. But he went on a trip that never came back. I came to announce to somebody, know your stream. Know your company. There's a company that when you come to, you get refreshed. Let me put it this way. There's a company that gives you bread. There's a company when you are hungry and you talk to them, you come alive. Your business plan work. You know these guys, when I talk to them, I can live clean. I can live holy. They are not going to tempt me. They are not, you see, there's a company when you get to, they'll bring you girls and mock you that you can't do anything. There's another company that will prevent you from girls and warn you that that girl will destroy your destiny. There's a company that is designed for your destiny. You have to find it by the Spirit. Today, you have to leave some people. When you get home today, pray over your phone book and say, Lord, anybody that is not supposed to be online in my life, I receive the courage to delete them. Because you see, if you can trust God to give you what only he can give, you know that when you delete their numbers, you will not lose anything in life. Because some people, it's better you don't remember their numbers, so you are never tempted to call them. Some people, you don't want to call them, but you scroll and say, it's a long time I heard from this person. But three hours of carnality. Three hours. And you know the carnality is going on and something is telling you, why did you call them? But another thing is telling that, enjoy, enjoy. So you are just there. You can't help it. You know what you used to do before. You are still on those group pages. Delete. Delete that phone. Because that boy has your number. And the day you begin to have second thoughts, he will call you. Hello, what's up? Should I come over? No, that should tell you that the way you have become canal. And you are thinking your body is doing you logaligi, logaligi, logaligi. And that was the same time the brother said, Can I come over? The moment you are thinking twice, you are gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, you should know your flesh. Anytime the flesh presents sin to you and you are thinking, Should I do? Shouldn't I do? You are gone. You will do. The moment you are thinking, No, the only way not to do sin is not to contemplate it. But if you, should I do? You will say, oh, No, I won't do. Monday will pass. Tuesday. Mm, I should have done. <laughs> Wednesday, you'll be the one calling. Hello, where are you there? Come, come, come now, come now. Contemplation. Tell your neighbor, delete. One of the things Socrates said that blesses my heart is that man know thyself. Man, what? Know thyself. You have a problem with fair girls who have shape. Don't befriend them. If they are in church, praise the Lord. That one cry. Make sure anytime you are saying hello, you are in the spirit. 
Even that one decide not to take number because it's a weakness we have not finished dealing with. But you see, Sister Shawana in town, and she's walking, and you are driving. You're like, <laughs> Father, I rebuke Azudibia. And by the time you are saying Azudibia, you are parking. <laughs> what has taken over? By the time you look to the right, the girls come back, back, back. Something saying, Don't say, don't say. Remember what I told you, don't do, do. You say, well, I won't do, I want to evangelize. Hello, can I get your number? Brother, what you are seeing and the number you are collecting, it does not correlate. <laughs> because if it was evangelism, when you were driving, you saw Sister Shawana moving, shim, shim, she's, oh, what a loss. <laughs> you didn't say what a loss. You said, ah, what a shape. Then all of a sudden, what a shape has become evangelism prospects. My brother, deceive not yourself. David, I mean, his mistake was that he didn't recognize what he was dealing with. Bathsheba has been staying all around, around that night. That was not the first day Bathsheba was by me on the roof. But something was wrong with David. So he saw and even asked a question, whose wife is this? Is that a question you ask of your own general who has been coming to your banquet with the wife? But today they say, whose wife? Why is she near? Hmm. Tell her to come now. I have a prophetic word. <laughs> wow! Great apostle said, flee. He didn't say negotiate. It's not a prayer topic. Flee. I said, what? In university, a girl stopped me. Not by herself, but an old mate from a secondary school. He said, what's up? I said, yeah, what's up? Then he was sitting by two girls, very brazen. And pointed to one of the girls and said, This girl says she did like you. I was so shocked. I said, Eh? He said, The girl says she did like you. She did feel you. Then the annoying question was, What's up? <laughs> and this girl was looking at my face like, I'm waiting. <laughs> now, the this was so intimidating. I said, You know what? I'll go buff. <laughs> As I'm going to Buffett. <laughs> well, what has a shower got to do with this? Uh, that was the last time I ever said hello to that gentleman. Not the lady. Yeah. For a girl to look in your face and say, I like you. What's up? <laughs> no, 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 no. We are apostles. That's how I'll be preaching. And if I did anything with that girl, she would enter my heart to do shoom, Jesus Christ. The devil has come. <laughs> the devil has not come anywhere. It is you that could not control your age. Today I call you to a place. Know your company. There's a company that makes you godly. There's a company that deprives godliness. You should know it. There's a company that makes you question God. There's another company that makes you trust God wholly. Look and know your company. Because for you to go far in life, your association is important. Your association is important. Hallelujah. Say know your company. Say, I know my company. Your father and the Lord is a company you should have. Jesus said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. So Pastor T was not selected. He was given. God decided to give bishop to you. He gave him to you. Paul said, you have many 10,000 instructors but few fathers. He gave him to you for your betterment, not your betterment. They are helpers of your joy, not lords over your soul. When a father tells you, hold on, I don't think this girl is right. He doesn't want to be a polygamist. He's not marrying all the girls in church. That nonsense discussion you'll be having that it looks like daddy likes her. Nonsense. The man is married already. If he's telling you no, he doesn't have feelings for the girl. We can't be polygamists. No matter how many girls who look nice in church, we have married. We have what? 
past tense, aorists. Aorist tense, done in eternity. There's nothing you can do about it. But relationships are supernatural. And hence, even fatherhood must be determined as a relationship you determine to keep. Wave your hands to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The last one, I'm done. The next one is giving. Say giving. Giving. Say giving. Uh, The devil has attacked the church with giving. Tithe is law. No, tithe predates law. First fruit is law. No, first fruit predates law. Seed predates law. Genesis 8. Seed, time, and harvest. Noah did seed. Abraham did tithe. Abel did first fruit. Free will offerings. All the offerings predate the law. And all the offerings have what they do. Now, your Christian life and experience cannot be defective or avoided in respect to giving. Because the point is that whatever you don't give to God, you will give to Satan. One day, one of my daughters had a taxi driver she sat in car with. And the taxi driver was invited to church. He said, I can't come to church. He said, why? He said, my sister was mad. And we went to the fetish priest. And he healed her. So we are going back to the shrine this Sunday to give our thanksgiving offering. Even the shrine receives thanksgiving offering. When he said, I said, how many times have people been healed in church? Because the pastor didn't say bring thanksgiving offering. We don't do it. But people do that to shrines. People send gifts to shrines. Every end of year, politicians carry cows to their juju men. But Christians don't bring offerings to their pastors. By this time, you should gauge. You should gauge. If you see a pastor buying a car for another pastor, it's not overnight. It is a declaration and a preparation of heart that the day the opportunity presents itself, that heart condition gathered money. So the day opportunity presented itself, you were ready already in your heart. Because you see, we don't give because we have a lot. We give because our heart is no more there. Our heart is on the altar. The best way to increase your spiritual life is in your giving frequency. You are praying, nice. You are fasting, okay. But your giving is what is costing you your spiritual advancement. He said, if you have not been faithful in a righteous manner, who shall commit you to you true riches? There are riches that, it looks still, who shall commit to you true riches? There are riches that cannot be, only be acquired by your giving frequency. How much of giving have you done? One day, I gave a seat somewhere. And the pastor I gave the seat to came to realize my salary. I was earning 735 cities. And I gave an offering of 500 cities. And the pastor was like, ah. Oh God, they pay you. I said, no, sir. He said, how much do they pay? I said, 735. He said, he said, what do you mean? I said, yes, sir. He said, so he gave me more than half of your salary. I said, yes, sir. And he said, why? I said to him, sir, that my work is my seed bank. Because 735, if I swallow all, it will do nothing. Where I want to go, I can't be swallowing up my destiny. Some of you are eating seeds. That is intended for mighty destiny. If you can see your future, that that your thousand you are hoarding was intended to provoke hundred thousand, you will let it go every time. Even when they've not asked for it, you say, come and take it. And Paul gave an example in Philippians 4.10. That 
that concerning giving and receiving, nobody did this aside you people. These Macedonians, Paul said, you did, you have done well. He said, I have all things, but there's a problem. You lacked opportunity. You know what he was trying to say? He's trying to say that the problem with a lot of us seated here is that we think it's only giving Sunday. Uh, uh, 29th is what? what? What do you call 29th? No, it's, uh, sorry, 15th. Opportunity 15th. We think opportunity 15th is the only time we have to give in the year. Some of you think that it's only when we have to build a church that we have to give. No. Paul said you missed opportunity time and again. You don't give because somebody needs it. Then you are no different from an unbeliever. Because alms giving is giving on the platform of compassion. I see you are in need. That's why I give it. But seed offering is given by faith. It's not because you are in need. It's because I was told to do it. So arms, someone needs a new shoe. I'll give it to him. This person wants to buy a car. I'll buy it for him. But seed is not because someone needs it. If you follow that principle, you will never give to your pastors. But you see, it is given to the people who can replicate your blessing. That will give you energy to give to those who need it. Because no one can succeed by giving to a broke person. That's why when they burst the oil on Jesus' feet in John 12, Jesus made a statement. The poor will always be with you. He was trying to tell them that me, if you give to me, this oil will multiply. And you can handle the poor who will always be there. It means that poor people will always be poor. Because their poverty is not the absence of resource. It's the state of their mind. So no matter the blessing you give them, if I give a poor person $1,000, he'll be pump poor again. Because it's up here. It's not in his, what is in his hand. It's up here. Your poverty is here. It's not in your hands. You see? So there are people driving their father's car, but they are poor. It's just a matter of they will run down their father's business. They are poor. It's up here. Give up. Give. Don't let any demon deceive you. Give. I used to give one CD offering 11 years ago. 11 years ago, just 11 years ago, every service, one CD. One CD. And I realized that no, I'm becoming. No, 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 no. I can't buy a new shirt. This is one CD. 11 years ago. This red one. No, no, what President Kufa had made it. Yeah, you are changing at that time. One city. But he did it 2007 or so. Yes. So, four years later, I was giving this red one city you are talking about. Every, every service. I finished university. The day I was doing that provoked me was that me and Sunday school person were doing the same thing. Sunday school person gave one city. I said, No, I said, God, there's a problem. I said, Yes, you're right. There's a problem. I said, No, why didn't you tell me? He said, You see, just like when Moses was ruling Israel on him, by himself without the, the energy of assistance that Jethro had to help him is the same thing that you're also doing. It means there are some things prayer will not answer to you. It's what I'm doing that will give you the secret. So that nonsense pride that makes you say, oh, God has not yet told me, you will be there forever. Because the, the time God will tell you is what I'm doing. Some Christians think that everything God will tell No, some of the tellings of God, he does it by puppet. And if you don't hear it here, he will never in your life tell you again. I'm telling you. If you don't hear it today, you might never hear it again. That's the end. He will, never, God, he will tell you that, I told you. But you were too proud to receive it from the person. Because you, you feel you are, you are anointed enough to, even we cry prophets, we learn. Let's say I was at a program, sir. And they were doing Q&A. 
Pastor Isaiah, Pastor Dawson, Pastor Emmy. Whilst they were answering questions, Pastor Dawson came and said, Man of God, we are typing the QA. I said, I'm typing your answer so. He that heareth instruction increaseth wisdom. So the more people are talking, I don't care who is talking, there is wisdom in it. I'll meditate. And you will not even know how I got to know it. You will not answer though, but I'll come and teach it like you never said it. Because you will develop it by meditation with scriptures and envelop it nicely. When it comes to like, God, you know. I didn't know because most of the times when we are talking extemporaneously, it's not big English. It means you are speaking out of oh uh-huh. like you were, you were not prepared, you just came you are talking. That extempo communication, your brain is not seeing it. Your heart is the one communicating. So sometimes you even say things you don't know you knew. It's here. So by the time you even said it, I love this man so much, John C. Maxwell. He can say something. He was doing a lecture one day on the stage, leadership. And as he was giving a point, he said, whoa, hold on a minute. He that was saying the point, he said, hold on a minute. He went to write it in his notebook. And he came back to continue. Because there are some things they come. They come. So you, God, said, you don't remember you said it, but I made notes. That means that if you who is saying it, you don't remember. Is it me who heard it that remember? Some of you are watching me photographic memory. From next Sunday, come with notebook. Please, your bishops are writing. You, you, do yes in the Lord. You have memory, right? Your spirit is strong. I do the better, I catch, I tap, I receive. I don't care that you are typing on your phone. Please, get a document that you write. You see, the brain is funny. It does not stick when you type. It sticks when you write. There's a way writing. Your hand moving. Sticks the image to never leave. Sometimes when I'm talking, you tell me that, ah, probably, how do you remember what Bishop this thing preached? When I come to, uh, what do you call it? I can tell you what was preached when I was not here. Because I, I write it. So I can remember. I write. Dr. George at Kaswa Church, 2012. I write the date, the time, the things he said, the jokes. Everything is written. It gets stuck. I don't need to read everything. Because I wrote, it's stuck. It's precious. Give! Because you have been giving ever since you woke up. You have given something your time. As I'm preaching, after two hours, somebody has started giving your mind to your house. So everything I'm seeing, you're not hearing. You ate breakfast before coming to church. But people will tell you I've been in a fast. And I'm preaching to you. So God is looking at sacrifices as ingredients. You have eaten breakfast. You are angry that Umoto is going Moto. And the painful part is that after all this message, you go and sit in a pub. They are playing football and they are playing all sorts of music. Peru, para, Peru, para. I want a name, I want a name. And you are eating. Ah, shalabaloba. Is that what you speak in tongues? <laughs> That's what you are speaking in tongues at. <laughs> the music will be stuck in your spirit. And you don't understand. You are going to produce inconsistency because you are listening to things that are diluting what you heard. Give. 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 Giving is not in abundance. It is in sacrifice. Give. 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 Please give. When we talk about giving, it's not to, it's not to us. We, we are at a frequency in God. Ravens feed us. What I'm trying to tell you is that sometimes you enter your bank account, people send you money you don't know where they are from. Man of God. Oh no. When I was doing, uh, we were hosting a man of God. And the Holy Ghost laid on my heart. To buy a MacBook from America for this man of God. So I called my people in America. I said, What is a MacBook 2020 or 2021? I said, buy, buy the letter, the one with the touchpad and the M1, whatever. 
you know. And I said, this prophet that was coming to us. And the Holy Ghost said, buy it for him. I said, no, he said, buy it. He said, okay. So I told him to buy it. It cost me over almost close to $2,000. And they brought this laptop. And when they brought the laptop, I wired the money to the person's Ghana account. So it changed to CDs. As soon as the man of God bought Pastor Echo, bought the laptop, I received a note from Echo Bank. Close to 10,000 CDs had come back. That's the money left to me. The same amount came to my account. I said, ah, what's that? So I called him and said, ah, did they reverse their He said, oh, man of God, I bought the laptop. I bought everything. I said, ah, the people have sent me notification that this same amount of money has reversed to my account. To date, it's been 10 months. EcoBank has not collected them. To date. And the shocking part was that when that close to 10,000 CDs came to my account, God said to me, said, son, I sent it back to you for double C. So when the thing hit my account again, I carried it and went to put on church altar again. I said, look, take it. There are dimensions you enter. Your seed will defend you against demons. You see, you don't understand what giving is all about. You sacrifice. There are pastors who have no pain. Excuse me to say, they don't have a single trousers. They are broke all the time. They are dealing with a case like that. He and I are dealing with a case like that. Zero. Zero. Negative. To the point that he's even going to marry, he's asking us to sponsor the marriage. And he's sending us texts. Our marriage date is on this day, so we are to pay. That's why sometimes when we are telling you to give, we want you to prosper so that we have peace of mind. Because sometimes some of your texts you send us, it worries us a lot. Prophet, um, they sacked me from my house. They're like, ah. So imagine 10 people have been sacked from the house and everybody's collecting 5,000 Ghana cities. That's 50K. Who do you show love? Who don't you show love? In one week. Somebody is going for emergency surgery. Somebody's going, and all you have to pay. So when we all prosper, then the whole thing will be we leave from church welfare and we go to the street. We can find a homeless boy and build him and raise him to school, send him to university, and he'll become a Christian because he loves God now. We can win a Muslim to the Lord, and when they dispatch him from his house, some of you have seven bedroom flats, and you can put the Muslim guy in the house, watch over him, give him stipend every week. He will eat, he will drink, he will be dressed, he will go to school, he will make it in life. That is why God will bless you. So give, give, and they don't give once a while, they give consistently. Give. If you are struggling with consistent giving, can I tell you something? The spirit of giving is activated by the habit of giving. The spirit of prayer is activated by the habit of prayer. The spirit of fasting is activated by the habit of fasting. So if you don't fast in a week, chances are that when they call church fast, you struggle. But just find the day you were born and pray. The day they are calling church fast, that once a week you do. You say 30 days is easy. 30 days is easy. It's the same with prayer. If you don't set a time to pray, you will never be led to pray. And if you are waiting for the Holy Ghost to motion you, then one day just wake up, Arababa, you. No, if you don't set a time, I pray from 9.30 in the night to 10 o'clock in the night before I sleep. If you don't set that time, you will not be able to do 30 hours. Because you see, it is in the set time that God is able to stretch the time. Without setting the time at 9.30, he can't stretch your prayer to 12.30. Because there's no time you set. Without the habit, the spirit cannot be achieved. So if I want to engage in constant giving, I have to set bank orders. That makes that every week something gives me. Every week there's somebody I bless. A week should not pass. When the week passes, you're not giving. You sit down and say, ah, who can I bless? Who can I bless? Because it means any week I don't sow is a week I will not reap. Any week I do not sow is a week to come that I will not reap anything. 
So no week should pass. That's nothing left to me. I will give. Midweek service, I'll give. And I came to tell you something consistently. I gave one city, one city, one city, one city, one world. And God said to me, says that the secret is inconsistency. I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said, you give one city, then you give 50 city, then you give 10 city. He said, you are confusing your engine. Stick to an amount. Habit. So I said, Lord, how much? He said, give five. So every time, five city, five city. Then I said, why don't you try me with 10? I said, Lord, are you sure? He said, let's go to 10. Then I started working. Then I was getting salary. 321 cities, 87 pesos. Receiving salary. Then now God said to me, he says, now every Sunday give 20 cities. I said, Lord, look at my salary. My title alone is 32 Ghana. So if I'm giving 20 cities offering, he said, trust me. Starting. 20. 20 cities. Every service. Do you know what God did? God made sure there's no Sunday that 20 cities never found me. 20 cities plus my offering. Plus my daily needing. Oh, but custom. Some few years ago, every service, $100 listening. Every. Few years ago. I don't talk about what's happening. $100 listening. That's 700, 800 cities. Every Sunday. Gone. So in a month, my offering alone was somebody's salary. That's offering, not tax. Not special offering. Sunday offering. Now they invite me to churches, campus churches, and my people always laugh. When I put offering inside, man, it's the same honorarium they give me. My offering is the honorarium. <laughs> so one day here now I was talking, I said, man, it's got into a place we don't preach for money. It's So we don't call anybody, ah, guy, <laughs> you promised though, how far? We are past that stage. We are past that stage. It's not magic. God told me, says, where you are coming from, they don't prosper easily. This is the key. Sacrifice today. The days I was skinny with my head. You know, there's something called number nine. Your head is big. Your body is one. You know that nine? It's number nine. That's how I was. I was in fastings because of hunger. I used to take money. He was there. And my mother's shop, I'll go and take money from the, the book. book. And my mother asked me, are you not working? I said, ma'am, this is and the papa got a TV. And God told me to buy it for him. I delayed. My car got there. Oh, man of God. We've got a TV. I said, Jesus Christ. I said, Lord, how do I redeem? Holy Ghost said to me, this is how you redeem from today. Anytime I told you to do something for a man of God. And you get there and it's already done. Give him the cash. Ask him, how much, sir? When he says 800 cities, say, this is it. In other words, in the spirit, you have a reverse transaction. You bought with your money, but I replaced it with my money. Because no opportunity must live your life. And if there's anything to outdo a brother in, it's not wickedness, it's in giving. Somebody gives you a seed on your birthday, be deliberate. In the words of this, my dear assistant director in the ministries, a minister entered the office. He said, oh, sir, thank you for visiting us. We shall retaliate. You don't retaliate visitation. I pray you were taught well in English language. The way you are looking at my face, you didn't see the joke. You don't retaliate in good works. You repay Jesus said, we will repay the visit. He said, we shall retaliate. So anybody gives you 100 cities on your birthday, retaliate with 200. He said, in doing good, outdo each other. So when it comes to giving, outdo. 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 Man, that get those kids. Right now, you might not have, but be willing beyond your limitation of poverty. Please give. Oh, give. The quality of your life is in the frequency of your giving. Give. Recently, we had to deal with a certain hospital case. 
And when I got to the hospital, I realized that, listen, if you are poor, you will cry. Hospital. The more money you pay, the better quality. The more people respond better. There are people in hospital, they are begging. While somebody needs surgery, they are now begging for the money to pay. May God bring you to a place that he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, that you are bound in all things, requiring no assistance. In all matters, it means God is going to bless you to a point. Whilst you are building the church, you are building your house. Whilst you are building your house, you are paying your children's school fees, four of them in London, at the same time buying cars. No activity deprives the other activity of economic flow. May it be so in your life in Jesus' name. Give. Give. So you become an anointing of prosperity. When you lay hands on somebody, you will prosper. Give. Somebody went to heaven and said, when he went to heaven, God said there are different kinds of soils. You know, God has gradients of the soil. He said to Cornelius, your arms has hit heaven like a memorial. That tells you the amount of money Cornelius was given. Because if you read scripture, God does not accept one boo and say you have moved him. Anything God requires you give, it doesn't move him. It, what moves him is the one that you didn't need to give. Solomon gave thousand when he should have given one. God said, my son, what do you want? No, there are some given one you give. God will visit you and say, boy, what do you want? Bible said, Joseph blessed his father Jacob. When Jacob saw the prosperity, his spirit left him. Jacob, who was wealthy in silver and gold and in cattle, they gave him something. His spirit left him. Because of you know why God will ask you to give. And you love again. Anything you love, you sacrifice. There are some gentlemen here who never emptied your account before, but for a girl. You gave everything you have. And you walked to church. You ate beans consistently that week because you sacrificed for it. That's when they broke your heart. You were so angry that because of you, I ate beans consistently one month. And my salary was over. Can I ask you a question? Is the girl a spirit? Even that one doesn't have the Holy Ghost. You stayed, gave him all your sacrifice. How much more a man of God or even an altar? And you are saying, though, yes, it's not God who will choose it, it's men of God who will spend it. You think that this canopy is free? We paid. You think these lineries are a joke? We paid. There are thousands of CDs. That's how by the time we come to love economy, you don't say, I gave last week. No, when you are sitting in church, God should provoke you. All the lineries here, I'll pay for it. All this, I'll pay for it. By the time you realize, God is activating things. In a short time, prosperity has broken. Give. We give to shrines. Why not God? We give to government. E-Levy, VAT. Why not God? Sometimes governments don't show you what they use their tax for. But Jehovah tells you, I'll rebuke the devourer for yourself. God has been faithful with that one. He said, anything that will swallow your money, I'll do this. God has been faithful with your taxation. But you still trust government to give them your 17%. Give. Today, give. Give. First Corinthians 16 said, free welfare. Anybody should give as God prospered him in the week. It means you should have a, that's why I say habit. Habit of 10 CD every Sunday. But this Sunday, last week, God blessed me with 1,000. I took 100 tight. It is wickedness to bring God 10 CD out of 1,000. It's wickedness. Because of the thousand that you didn't plan for that showed up, at least give God also 10. Say, God, I'll give you 10% tight, 10% off. And let God see that you are progressing. Give. When you give to one to another, 
you can't gossip. Because anyone you give to, your heart is there. That's why anything that starts rebellion starts with withdrawal of offering and tithe. Anytime someone is offended in church, they stop giving. Because your heart has left. So wherever your heart is, you are trans. That's why if I don't want to lose heart in Pastor T, his birthday, I'll send him a seat. I don't need to. He's not my father in the Lord. But because my heart must be bounded to him. Because we are going in a certain way that if you don't take care, there are certain things that will bind us. But you see, the kind of assignment we are given, we can't use physical connection to keep close. So we have to use spiritual connection. Man of God, God told me to send you an offering. So I'll send you $5,000. i will send you $10,000. Very soon, I said, man of God, I saw a car in America and the Holy Ghost said you need a van for your ministry. So I've bought you a bus. That's how it will become. So in the ages to come, I can never speak against Pastor T because my spiritual heart is in him. And money is where my heart is. You love demons more than God. So if they draw a chart of your money, all your money is in betting. I just saw a bet company on somebody's face. I saw soccer bet on your face. I just saw it. As I'm speaking right now, you have even bet today. You did it at dawn. You did it at dawn. Specifically, 4.38 a.m. You bet. You put it in. I'm seeing a Spanish team that you bet on. Seeing it. And an English team, you put your money on. Put it on. Bet. And it's not even about who is winning, sir. It's about who will jump relegation. That's how the person bets. Because the stakes is on the one who will avoid relegation. And the person has put it on it. I see a team with a flag color. Red and yellow. Red and yellow. It's like it starts with Espanol or something. Look at this. <laughs> Pastor said, I've lost the bet. <laughs> Send them a text and say, please return my money. You have lost it. I listened to a certain interview recently on Joy News. And a student on Legon campus said, I've spent close to 10,000 cities on betting in this semester. And I've won only 230 cities. What kind of foolish transaction is this? He said, cast your bread upon the waters. And after many days, it shall come. God is the surest investment bank. He is not number one. He, he, he is the surest. If you don't enjoy it in your time, your children will enjoy it. Because Levi was in the loins of Abraham and he paid tight. There are some blessings that your children will enjoy, even if you don't see it in your time. Give! We are not looking to steal your money. You have the capacity to. The reason why we are shouting give, give is that Bible says in 2 Corinthians 8, 8, that to show the sincerity of your love. And the sincerity of your love is that if you say you really love God, your money will go towards God. And the reason is that you have the resources. But you are just sending to the wrong people. Why has that girl who break your heart spent close to 20,000 of your money you've never earned? You took loan for a girl. And you have never sacrificed for God. And you are wondering why God is not minding you. God is watching you in heaven. Because when I look at your account, like Paul said, not that I desire anything from you. Because he told them that you've not done it as much as you should. But I'm not saying this so that you do it again. But there's an account. So he said the lacking of opportunity is, not that you are blessing Bishop, but the lack of opportunity is, every time heaven makes you hear a need, you don't need to be led. 
when you follow your pastor, his needs are your impulse. It is me, prophet, that God has to lead you to come and save my life. Because I'm not your head. When it comes to your head, any need is your need. So when he and I are sitting now, oh, daddy, what do you need? And daddy says, oh, I need one. Oh, I can say in passing, then we start planning. You are planning. You are planning. You are planning. We'll create a triumvirate. <laughs> a time will come, also. Will be the reason why men of God are happy that they are serving God. Because we'll buy them the cars. We'll build them the pastors that are renting, but they are casting out devils in people. Pastors that are renting, but are the reason why you are working in prosperity and you think you are not shortchanging yourself. The hand that is lifted for you must be in comfort so they can focus on lifting hands on you. Pastor, who should be praying for you is roaming looking for loan to pay his rent. Do you think you have time to pray? Somebody must be angry and say, man of God, your bills are my bill so that you can pray. Anytime you want to go for a retreat, choose the hotel in this Ghana. I'll pay. Go and pray for us. Why will you pay for somebody to go for a retreat in Kempiski? And he will not mention you in prayer. Oh, watch me on There's a realm that the giving goes beyond digestive. Digestive is not giving. Can I announce to you? Stop giving things that can be combusted. Stop giving things that can be digested. Provoke yourself to a place where you give things that can be lived in. That is the one anytime the person sits in the car and says, Ah, bless these boys for buying this car. It is constant because when we, when we are eating a food, a plate of rice, we bless you one time and we forget you the next hunger. But when we wear a dress, we wear a suit, we used to preach, people say, Man of God, you are looking good. We say, Bless the person who gave me this suit. Bless the person who bought me the car. Bless the person who bought me a house. Because if Juju men are driving, this uh, woman, prophetess, whatever she is, that um, 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 fetish woman, driving V8, even she, she swindled men. How much more genuine bishops like him? Sometimes, eh, recently I was telling my boys, I said, you know something? I've come to a place, if I drive in a Range Rover, and someone is envying me, I pity them. Because me, I'm, I'm too tired to enjoy it. No, the kind of arrows, the kind of arrows on a man of God. Don't think when you're driving V8 is happy. Whoa. No, we are not like you. That you have no one to pray for. So you, you can flex with your V8. We, we don't flex with it. We need to move. No, you don't even remember you have to take a picture. I was driving my car one day. Someone said, hey, this is your car. And I was like, I said, eh. I said, go in my head. Do you know, three months after getting my car, I was looking for a new one. I was looking for anyone. And this person is now envying what I have. I was shaking my head. I said, this man is not serious. Because the kind of work we do, the kind of cars we need to drive is to make sure that our spines are intact. You see, I've been standing here for four hours. That I'll come and sit in a car that has no shock. Well, imagine I didn't come with a car. Then I'll sit in one of the trotters. When the car is going, boof, boof, That's how nasty. When you see a prophet says, hello, woman who's just where? I've twisted because of the car I drive. When you see a pastor in a jet, it's not because he's wicked. Tell your neighbor, give. Give your time. Give your money. Give your life. Once upon a time, we used to be in Malakaranta. We'll be there the whole Saturday. When SDA, we're there the whole Saturday. Morning, you get there at 9 o'clock. We'll leave in the night, 6 p.m. 
So that day you don't cook. Your cooking ends Friday night. Is it in the Holy Ghost dispensation? With the power of God that is available to us, you are tiring. That we live. I wonder what we would have done on the day of Pentecost. Some of you, after one hour of waiting, you say this Holy Ghost is not coming. Peter is joking. You will leave. No wonder 500 head wait. It's 120 that time. Your sacrifice will determine your reward. Your sacrifice will determine your reward. When you see a man going far, ask him, what did you sacrifice? The thing about sacrifice, nobody tells you what he did. Because you see, great men were not made all of our trials. Whilst their friends left, they were burning midnight candles. All your friends that did well, SSE, they were learning whilst you were asleep. They were antisocial whilst you were roaming every girl's school. I've doubted somebody's name. Don't be angry at God. You were not learning. Let's be honest. You were learning how to dance. You were learning break dance. I'm like, oh, me, I'll be shocked. If I take two hours, I'll go learn. Then you were doing boof, 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 boof. That's when the paper showed chemistry. The methane bond, CH4, and this is the, you're like, ah, boof, boof. Why you didn't learn? What you learned, you apply. It's the same way you didn't learn chemistry. The one who learned it will pass. It's the same way when you came to dance. The one who learned dance will pass. So whatever you give time to is what you become. If you give to giving, you become a giver. The spirit of giving will mingle with you. You yourself become a doctorate thesis for giving. People will study you. But this guy, this guy, there's something about giving you have to learn. You become a teacher. For one CD, just a few years ago, just a few, it became hundred dollars. You know why? I didn't just end if I give. I told you good health, and good wealth. As you give, especially at the beginning stage, everything will go against what you are doing. But you must be resolute in your confession. I'll be rich. I can never be broke. Go online. Look for a five thousand dollar shoe. Admire it. Imbibe it. I buy this thing for my men of God. As you are, it becomes easy for you. That's quality time with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Quality time with the Spirit. The problem with the Christian is not the absence of the Holy Ghost, it's the engagement of the present Spirit. So when you start, let go past the you are activating and corresponding to the search engine of the spirit. So it is in the spirit calls out the reality I need in that moment. And that is what becomes the source of the spirit. Without engaging the spirit, there will be a problem. Why? If knowledge is the seed for change, then conversation is the seed for knowledge. Anyone you converse with, knowledge is being imparted as you converse. That is why to have the knowledge of devils, Satan has conversation with you. That means that any conversation I fail to have with God that fails to impart the knowledge of the Most High is a conversation Satan will take up to impart the knowledge of devils. So when I fail to fellowship with God, Satan will come and fellowship with me. Why? 2 Peter 1.4 Partaking in the divine nature, escaping the corruption in the world through us. So the more I partake, the more I escape. If I'm not partaking in God, I'm not escaping corruption. The two happen on the same so the more I talk to the Holy Ghost, the more the world leaves me. 
the less I talk to the Holy Ghost, the more carnal I become. Engaging the Holy Spirit is the sure means by which the testimony, the blessings, the glory, the miracles you are waiting for will happen in your life. Because he says, Arise, shine, for your light is down, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. But Ezekiel said in Ezekiel chapter 2 that I stood by the river, I was weakened through many days of fasting. But he spake, and the Spirit entered me. And the Spirit set me on my feet. So to arise and shine when your light has come cannot be necessarily done by your effort. It's only done by the Spirit. When you are weak and you are kneeling down, and you hear God speak to you, the voice of God will cause you to automatically stand on your feet without your effort. It's like it's raising you and you are standing because as he speaks, the energy to do what he has said comes to mind. Today, start engaging You are a weapon of mass destruction in the kingdom of God. But you are not engaging the trigger. You must use the bullet. No wonder Paul said to Timothy, I will not pray for an impartation. I will pray for remembrance. I put you to remembrance of the gift of God you receive. So most of the times, we are looking for an impartation to do something. But God is looking for a reminder to bring you to function. God. The Holy Spirit is not coming back again. He's already received. You must just be reminded of what you received last time. Because many of you have not used what you received last time. You are still at phase one. Today, I call you to this reality. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Wave your hands to Jesus. Please begin to pray to the most high. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.